Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john jd here and mr jd mr J- oh that's right mr jd mr jd we're not allowed to talk we're not allowed to talk now do we have to ask for a hall pass <laughs> i wrote so many hall passes in the last two days it was crazy is that what they call you though mr jd no i i had they're supposed to call me mr oliva but so many of the wrestlers have called me jd since they were in like fifth sixth grade mm-hmm. and i eventually think it's just going to filter through yeah I'll be JD soon we'll see how the principal and they'll pass it on to the next class and then Been there it for, class. it's my mm-hmm. seventh year at this school that's just yeah, you know, I'm not going to fight it. I don't really care, to be honest with you. So <clears throat> I've also never really been called by my last name. Like no one's ever said, hey, Oliva to me ever. It's just JD. I've always been JD. So, yeah, we'll see. Another, you go. another wrong. Yeah. What was it? Chris Pratt. Did you see that recently? He posted that like someone asked him about being called Chris when there's two other Chris's in the MCU, Hemsworth and, and Evans. And he's like Chris squared and Chris cubed. <laughs> And he said it's weird because, like, no one calls him Chris. Like, everyone calls him CP, That like, mm. in his friend's circle, you know? <laughs> Neat. So. I mean, it happens. People have nicknames and stuff like that, you know? Some, yeah. It's almost necessary. It's also, it's also a necessity when you have multiple people. And it's like those guys go and hang out or anything like that. Like, they're, right. work, they're work friends. Exactly. So, so, Mr. Oliva, how are you doing besides starting a new job? I'm all right. The teaching thing went. Okay, for the first couple of days. It's weird because like I didn't know what I was teaching until about a week before school started. Teaching graphics one this semester and graphics three. Graphics three are my juniors, I guess. And then I have mm-hmm. three, four classes of graphics one. Fortunately, the guy who left left his entire lesson plan with video examples of everything he's ever done. Wow. So I'm just gonna follow that for this year until I get comfortable. I gotta be a little more creative with the graphics three kids. And the next semester I'll have graphics two and video production one so oh not bad yeah these are semester classes right so it's interesting like i said the teaching aspect i went okay with you know it's it's like the logistics of it like using this program for this and that program for that and you have to have your grade book lined up it's like that's the stuff that's confusing me and stressing me out and like it's a running joke on the show that every time we're about to start the show i have to take a poop and this week like no other (laughs) i had to take a poop for the show and like I noticed, like, I think I've, I've pooped like four times today, legitimately. I think it's just like I've the stress of starting the new job has finally like come off me because I got my Fitbit and my heart rate has been, my resting heart rate has been significantly higher than it normally is. 
consistently yeah. for like days upon days upon days upon days and it's starting to get back to normal so i think it's finally my body is finally adjusting and like the tensions of doing something new are finally lifting off so but it was fine i found time to do some writing too you know so not abandoning that lifting cool. off or splashing down it depends on the time of day <laughs> yeah you got to keep writing who who else is going to keep killing me i mean i gotta keep killing you <laughs> keep killing you someone's got to keep killing you you got to keep coming out with the kickstarter so i can get killed sure there's a long list of people who would volunteer for that to be killed you think no so. to kill <laughs> well i know a few people that do it without my prompting if they could manage it but uh, this is a completely different <laughs> it's killing this is killing me softly yeah there you go oh <laughs> and how are you doing yeah weird day i finally finally started hey yeah People who are listening to this don't understand that with some programmers like me, sometimes you can look at something for like two weeks and nothing gets through the old brain case. Mm -hmm. But then like all of a sudden you'll have this epiphany and then bam, everything makes sense. You know exactly what you're doing. And that's what happened to me today with the with the Minecraft stuff. So I finally figured it out. And the first thing I did was make everything break. So, but that's a good, that's a good step in a programmer's world because, you yes. know, at least you're you're starting to flip the right switches it's and everything. The, and it's the when you get an error and you're testing and you keep getting the same error, and then when you finally get a different error, you're like progress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I like this this week is when I go over it with my nephew and we start putting together a new mod and we're trying. He's he's got a theme for it already. So this it's kind of exciting teaching a twelve year old how to program. You know. Again, like, you know, I want by my age, I want him to be like a, a multimillionaire because, you know, he should be able to teach classes in high school if he keeps interested with in it, which he seems to be because he keeps bugging me. So it's it's really cool. I, I can't wait to see what he does. Cool. And he's cool. also an artist. He, he, he's been drawing for a long time. I got him one of those art pad. Was it electronic Bluetooth art pads? Yeah. That that hook up with your laptop so you can draw. It's, and he does some really neat things with that. So. My son, all of a sudden, like a year and a half ago, said he wanted one. And I was shocked and I got him. And I'm like, he's actually really good. And I'm like, where has this been? Yeah, I messed up when I draw a stick figure. So it's like, I, I literally have no capacity for, for that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, other than that, oh, I watched Prey. And I would really, really suggest that. It was freaking awesome. Well, I was curious. Did you watch it, JD? That was your point. I wanted to, and I didn't, I didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only reason I had time was because I, you know, hurt my back again yesterday. And so this morning I just laid down for an hour and a half, two hours. And it's on Hulu, but, uh, you know, no, they show you commercials in the beginning and then they don't interrupt it for the rest of the time, which is nice. And it's, it was, it's well worth it. It, JD, that this one is well worth your time when you, I know, when you I've find heard good time. things. Yeah. Really I was really surprised. I, uh, why is my, computer making noises whisper sweet nothings to it hey baby. that's a, that those it's are our okay. voices dave i'm here for you <laughs> i'm here it's like that voice to men that guy who was in the interludes and the boys to men albums oh gods <laughs> girl <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> jokes from the 90s oh, oh my god yes the 90s when boy bands roamed the earth <laughs> like, they did um yes i don't have hulu so i can't watch it so i'm curious what what you, th you know, I mean, John says it's good. So I'm then curious what you're going to say, JD. And also I like the first one, but that was about it. That's <laughs> everybody's movies. 
the the one that robert rodriguez made was pretty good i like that one was that predators predators yeah okay the yeah, alien I, ones were bad oh yeah i like the danny glover one too like it's a little bit sillier but i still enjoy it yeah yeah i mean it, it wasn't bad this one is i think this one's vying for first place hmm. it really was that good i mean it is well worth your time get some popcorn you know, or ice cream or whatever your, your, your fun food is and just sit down and enjoy. Yeah. I might do that after the show or maybe not. <laughs> might. I don't know. See how I feel. I, I saw a completely different kind of movie. Yeah. Over the weekend, the new Elvis movie with Tom Hanks as Colonel Potter and uh, the kid playing Elvis. I can't think of his name. It's I don't know interesting. what you're talking about. The, the Elvis movie. Yeah. You don't remember seeing the previews for this Parker, not Potter. I'm sorry, you're right, Parker. That's why I was confused. I'm like, who is Colonel Potter? Colonel I thought Austin. you meant MASH for a second. <laughs> Austin that's Butler. Why, that's why I put Butler's. it in my head. Even though he does call him Colonel Sanders at one point, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, Austin um, Butler is, is Elvis. That's uh, Yes, yes. He's the, he's the kid who plays Elvis. And it's just like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. It's very artsy, and it's told from Colonel Parker's point of view. It's hmm. him telling the story right before he dies basically and yeah i just it no 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 i know this is i'm sounding like i didn't like it i liked it it's very different but of course it also focuses on a lot of the negative things in elvis's life but oh, it's a uh, it's a movie good. yeah i Drama, remember the, so i remember the day he died i remember exactly what i was doing the day they announced on the radio that he was dead he, well, he was, was that three. big in the world you know I was three, so I don't remember it. But I was helping my mother get groceries out of the car. I wasn't dead. I wasn't born. I was said I wasn't dead. I wasn't <laughs> I was dead. dead. I wasn't born. <laughs> you were you weren't in born in seventy-seven. Yeah, you wouldn't have been. Nope. Nope. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a. It was a big deal. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of things I didn't realize. Like in the seventies, he spent most of his times playing in Vegas. Yeah. Well. But that was because of like, like I don't like. Do you guys know this? He wasn't a, a U.S. citizen. He was an illegal immigrant who, who was Dutch. He denounced his Dutch citizenship, so he had no citizenship. And he was a citizen of the world. Well, the problem, that's why he, he kept, Elvis wanted to go on a world tour, and he kept him from doing it because he couldn't go with him because he couldn't get a passport because he wasn't a citizen anywhere. Hmm. So he hmm. tricked him into staying and playing at this casino in, in vegas in the 70s like there was the comeback special yeah. that like really reinvigorated people's interest in him and that would have been the the ultimate time to do this tour and he talked them out of it so yeah it's, it was interesting like i didn't realize all this stuff but like watching it i'm like oh yeah that makes sense so yeah he's his, his work is still like some of the best rock and roll you'll ever hear he's still the number just... one solo artist of all times record sales yeah. yeah, and with with reason, you know. Yeah. For you young uns listening to us out there, <laughs> what am I, who am I kidding? All everybody's our age that listens to us. <laughs> that is not true. We do have some younger listeners, but yeah, that's that was that was what I did this week. And and oh, and I watched a new show on Disney Plus. Did you watch it, JD? I watched it. Oh, oh, okay. So yes, we we all watched She-Hulk. I'm kind. Of, it's it's. I want to hear what you guys think first. Are we going um, right first. to that? Oh, yeah, okay. I, thought, I thought we were doing social media first, but okay. 
Yeah, we, we can skip social media. We don't. What 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 social media? We don't care. No, no. I, I, maybe I put it backwards in the email. We'll do She Hulk and then social media. No, you did She Hulk first. I'm fine. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm, we'll yeah, yeah. I sure. just I just watched it, so it's nice and fresh. Oh, cool. All right. So JD, then you go first since it's freshest in your mind. It was entertaining. I laughed. I was light. It was kind of what I thought it was going to be. Ellie McBeal superhero-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it was. I don't have a strong opinion about it one way or another. Like, I sat down and watched it with the wife, and we had some laughs, and it was very inoffensive half hour of programming. You know, I mean, like, I don't have anything else to really say about it. Like, it doesn't, I don't think we have an overall narrative going yet. It was just very much, it felt very much like a pilot. It did. I feel like they're setting up a narrative, but Oh, yeah. for sure. We're not there yet, though. Right. Like this is very much, which we don't do a lot in Marvel anymore, right? No. This is Jen. This is her origin. Mm. This it is was her. it was done very quickly too. The origin. I mean, yeah. like so, it, which is um, fine. It wasn't done very quickly actually. They played it off like it was done quickly, but it was the vast majority of the episode was her yeah. origin. Yeah, but half an hour yeah. is still better than. Oh no! Agreed. 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. It was fine. Like they kept the tone of the She-Hulk comic. Yes. I love the right. fourth wall breaking. Definitely. That was the best part. The couple yeah. times she did it. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what to think about it quite yet. I got people like, this is the best Marvel thing ever. And I'm like, eh, let's slow ourselves a little bit. It's not bad by a stretch of the imagination. It's just kind of there right now. You know, it's Schrodinger's television show. <laughs> <laughs> love but it. Is it better? Do you think it was better or worse than some of the others? I think I like the first Miss Marvel episode more. Hmm. I found that to be more imaginative. Like, I think yeah. that that hit him. I think that show spoke to me more than I was expecting it to. Whereas this one kind of hit every hit every note I kind of thought was coming. And it was it was fine, you know, but it wasn't like I wasn't moved by it, but it was fine. It was largely inoffensive. It was entertaining. I'll probably watch it next week specifically because we have to for the show. But I don't know. Cool. What do you think, John? It was better than I thought it'd be. There were little things about it like. From what I've heard, they rejiggered things a little bit, and that and and the scenes of of her as She Hulk, I think were originally supposed to be towards the end, and so they aren't like completely rendered, and so you can see that the the CGI on her as opposed to Hulk is a little bit off. Yeah, but just just a little bit, but but it should be better in the. But that was nothing because everything just seemed fine i mean like you know i i liked i liked the way she played it off as like you know oh yeah yeah this took you 15 years huh <laughs> i'm done <laughs> that's it you know she like no alter ego it's just it i and her personality was fun you know yeah it's got i guess it's supposed to have a lighter tone and and it, and they did that they're supposed to have some kind of actual plan for the fourth wall breaking breaking like i'm hearing all sorts of rumors like they're going to use that that in particular to introduce deadpool or something mm. i mean so i i all i know is the director the director has actually said that the fourth wall breaking is a thing like like it's it's not just you know oh we're just going to do the fourth wall breaking because you did it. it's they have an actual plan for it well she does I'm it sure in the they, comics though yeah I'm yeah sure yeah yeah right do. but but they, but they're but they're making it mean something else but that as well mean, in the mcu but that doesn't mean Deadpool necessarily, especially because right. they promised us Daredevil. Yeah, but they, we're they, not going to get both. Right. But they, they compared it to in WandaVision when when they did that one episode where she was doing the family matter or was it that the family they, ties? Yeah. Family, the, not the family ties. The one where they were talking to oh, the camera. The muck on the mill. 
Yeah, yeah, the mug in the middle one. And and they said that it they compared it to that where all of a sudden she got an answer. And she would, you know, you're not supposed to get an answer when you're talking when you're fourth wall breaking like that, you know? Like so maybe it will be maybe we'll be daredevil. I mean, it, well, um, I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, Dibble, that would be interesting. That that's who she's talking to, but and and they're they're comparing it to Fleabag, where people are actually seeing her do it. So like, there is some actual plan. This is like actually going to mean something. Other, yeah, other than that, like, yeah, I I just I thought showing that Tony had helped build that little area there for uh, for Banner was kind of kind of nice, you know. I like that. I like that Tony, you could see that Baron was struggling still. Yeah. With the loss of Tony and Steve. Steve's not dead. He might be actually. He was pretty old at the end of the endgame. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, he seemed like a guy who was still kind of figuring out what his purpose is now. Right. You know, I like I like that. Like I think we got some you know, it's always we get a little bit of character development on Hulk and everything. Yep. You know? Yeah. Which is good. Like, yes. you know, they they could have just played it, you know, as him just as you know, just a sounding board for exposition or something and yet they're still building did you guys see james gunn's tweet in relation to this no what is it so the the big gag of the episode was 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 steve rogers aversion oh yeah and Uh the whole thing of oh he lost his virginity in 1943 in a uso tour there's an autograph seeker in captain america the first avenger right this really Mm -hmm. pretty blonde girl laura haddock yes do you know who else laura haddock played quill's mother yes and James Gunn said, yep. So <laughs> Captain oh. America is Star-Lord's grandpa. <laughs> no. He's playing along with it. I don't know if they're going to go with it, but until they don't tell me it's not real, it's headcanon to me. I saw someone saying that they felt like Hulk made that up because he just wanted her to shut up about it. Cap ain't no virgin. He's humping Peggy Carter, too. Well, I'm saying, you know, who knows if he didn't, when he went back in time, that's when he actually, when he was Cap with went, Peggy. Cap wasn't no virgin. Come on, man. He was a 35-year-old man at the end of that. And oh. Agent 13, right? Yeah. I, Cap, Cap totally humped Agent 13. Let's be, let's <laughs> just put that, like, there's no way he, he did not. That, that, that kiss was a little too, yeah. too much tongue to have not. Yes, correct. I mean, yeah, Cap. No, it's funnier this way, too. Yeah, because the first thing he he has to tell Peggy when he goes back in time is, you know the niece you don't have yet? (laughs) Hey, you got to move forward. You have to, because she's not born yet. Or backward in this case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I just, I love the idea of Star-Lord possibly having relation to Captain America. I thought that's hilarious. That that would be cool. So I jumped, like, first thing Thursday morning, I jumped on my TV and put it on because it was like, I don't want any spoilers, right? And I watched it. I enjoyed it. I laughed when I was supposed to laugh. And, you know, I'm like, this is this is good. And I definitely feel like they're setting up a story arc for She-Hulk. Like, Walters. I can't think of her first name. Jennifer Jen. Walters. Jennifer Walters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're definitely setting up a story arc for her, a hero's journey for her, right? Because she's given her powers, but, like, she has a life already that she loves. She doesn't want to give up that life. But to she's be a like, superhero. She's and the closing no statements. Choice. Yeah, she's given no choice, though. And the closing statements that they yeah. started the episode with. It's like, it was, this is what she's going to go through. Does so, she have a responsibility to use the powers to help people? So why was that? Why did this Titania? Why did she break in specifically at that moment? Who is she, who is being prosecuted? Do we ever, did we ever get a name? 
No, but the uh. gu- the guy on the other side was the CEO of Roxon. Ah, so he might go. have he might have engineered for her to come in to test yes. General Walters because yeah. there's there's history there him, in the comics or to get him out, you know, with True. Uh, just Roxon in general. I think mm. I believe this might be Roxon's first appearance in the MCU. Oh no, they've been they've been in the background all over the place. Have they? But I mean, like playing an actual role. You know, oh like yeah, I know. Kind of been there, right? Roxon, yeah. For comic fans, like, oh yeah, Roxon. That's that's the Marvel equivalent of Exxon, right? right. The evil oil company. So, uh, but this I think this is the first time actually playing a role in something. I think you're right. The, the yeah. first, yeah, the first where you actually have one of their CEOs yeah. or you know, right? First time you've seen someone from the company, like you've seen the logo and another yeah. things. And and they right. were was it the warehouse the big place that they stayed in the was it the alternate timeline where there's the big storm they stayed in the Walmart type thing it was a Roxxon place in yes. Loki and it was in oh, the background right. of a couple of different scenes in a couple of the different movies and such Roxxon played a big big part of Marvel in the 70s and 80s I don't think it's been as much of a part since then it's there but I don't think it's like because Roxxon was like a thing really at that point in Marvel yeah. like in the seven like I said the the uh, shooter era if you will. Hmm. So, hmm. but then I, you know, I watched it. I enjoyed, like I said, I and I felt like there was some, and then I like, not it got review bombed. I heard on IMDb. That's ridiculous. Um, but I kind of wonder if a lot of that comes from the Snyder heads. Like there was, they said that in that article. Like they were review bombing other superhero stuff to make to build up the Snyder stuff. You know, that's why you can't trust these review sites anymore, man. Yeah. I think I honestly think you shouldn't allow people to post reviews until something is actually released. Like, I'm crazy, you know. Uh, but but at the same time, you can't stop people from photobombing reviews because there's nothing you can do to stop it, right? No, but I mean, people who honestly, have, I don't know. You're right. Like, you can't. You don't know if someone actually saw it or not. But right. at least wait, have them wait until the show's released. Like I've had people review books of mine that are clearly haven't read the book. Yeah. You know, so it's like, Jeez. what are you gonna do? But then the other thing was, I did see the same criticism from people that are comic book fans and usually like some of the Marvel stuff. And I was like, really? That was your problem with it? They kept calling Jen stubborn. And I'm like... Stubborn? She's a she's a lawyer. I mean... She's a Hulk. Ah, yeah. ah, wait, wait, wait. Here's the problem. She's a woman. Oh, oh, how mm. dare she? Mm, no, because I saw women... Mm. I saw women saying this too. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of so there's a lot of women who are jump on those bandwagons as well. Yeah. Like women and are I, not exactly the solidarity line here. It's not proper. Or like a lot of other things, you know. I just I was, how gosh. <laughs> but my thing is it's like you've got Tony Stark was very arrogant. That no, that's what it was. Arrogant, not stubborn. She was arrogant. And I'm like, well, Tony Stark was arrogant, and so is Star Lord. And so like mm-hmm. All these characters were arrogant. It's what defined them. And then they went through something that made them change. Like, just enjoy the ride. That's probably the ride that we're going on. She's going to realize, oh, wait, I've got this power. I've got this responsibility. And, like, it's going to change her attitude. Like, but that's at least also, that is my hope for the show. But here's the thing, too, is it's also the character. Right? She says, like, I have to be like she controls her anger. Because, I love that little uh, diatribe of hers. Like, I have yes. to control my anger because and she listed up a bunch of good reasons. And that kind of every time I'm called, every on. time a man tries to mansplain Hold something on. to me. Yep. I saw somebody, though, yep. who did, who was honestly reviewing the, sh- the show, was not going on any anti-women rants or anything. But he's like, 
she lied because she lost her she lost it two two times in the episode and, and hulked out and the first time she hulked out right i mean the first the first the no first not the first was... he wasn't referring to the first time it was at the bar when those guys walked up after she said she had called bruce and then right this she, she didn't like, she didn't tw- know she didn't know what she was doing yeah within 24 hours of her ha- yeah. getting the powers and not knowing That's how not to, a lie That's yeah. not knowing and then when doing. he was talking to her she got angry and turned turned into the hulk she was know. because he yeah, was but, prodding her too and and he's her cousin right. and he was trying to show to her like well because he was right he had a point but she also has a point Sure point. Her point. Okay, so this is like this is why fucking people are so stupid. Not yep. you, Dave. These reviewers. Like people say things, and they're not always right. They're not always accurate. They're not always lies. People tell lies to themselves to make themselves feel comfortable, or because they believe things. But some dumbass with a freaking YouTube page, like, well, she's clearly lying. No, you dumbass. It's a fucking character. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this pisses me off when people are so like obtuse intentionally. Like yep. characters don't tell the truth all the time. Human beings don't tell the truth all the time. They can lie to themselves. It's a it's character development. It's acting yep. like a human being. I god damn. Yeah, I I I you know, I agree with him. How? I <laughs> I get so I, tired of these dumb motherfuckers. I I I, I agree with you, JD. It's, you get you get it's it's like these review bombs. I mean, they read they was, purposely read things into it so that they can be angry at it. Well, here's yes. the thing. I think yeah. I think, but like you just said, that's the point. Is he made her angry on purpose to show she isn't as in control as she thinks, and I think that's, that's going to play. Dave, I'm right. You're you're correct. You are 100. I'm upset with these people who say she's lying. That's not a lie. That's a character. It's not bad writing for a character to say something that might not be 100. percent But I did say something, and I do question this. I I I do question this, and I think this is just a poor choice. I think in the writer's point. So obviously, the first time she turns into She-Hulk in the lab. She comes out and Bruce is like, calm, calm. And she's like, why are you talking to me like that? Yep. You know, but I also want everyone right now. She is acting a little different when she's She-Hulk. I don't care. She's a, she, there's something in her tone and the way she's talking. She's more self-confident as She-Hulk. Like Banner's rage gets tweaked. This has always been part of the the Jen Walter character. With her, it's her self-confidence. Yeah. That like it's projected forward and it gets right. into trouble in the comics too it right? does she's yeah. mouse like like the jen walters character is naturally kind of mousy where the bruce banner character is is a closeted rageaholic yeah. right right so his hulk is is out of control rage where hers isn't hers is like brash overconfidence typically right. so i think that's kind of where we're headed with that like i think the the hulk magnifies a person with what a person kind of is right exactly you know? and and yes exactly and i was trying to to say that but i do think this might have been it's not like a big problem but i do think it's an issue on the writer's point of view when you look back on it when those guys come up and talking to her and she hulks out she winds up to kick him and bruce comes in and stops her and kidnaps her and takes her to the island at that point okay so if she was fully cognizant at that point she would have killed that guy she was but she wasn't cognizant of the power she didn't know she was changing back and forth she didn't understand what was going on yet Mm mm-hmm She's she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know that she's a Hulk. She's just moving and reacts. Right. right. Bruce is right. Bruce is Bruce is a hundred percent right with what he's doing. Yeah. And trying to train her. She is resisting it because conflict, drama, 
Yes, exactly. That's the point of the like and overconfidence. They are and and overconfidence. Yeah, right. And she comes, and that's the whole point at the end of the episode. She's like, "I was overconfident. I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing." You know, like that's that was the character arc of the episode. I I just, I I just, I kind of like looking back on it. I wish they hadn't like. if she turned around and hulked out and he came and that was it, but he, she was winding up the kick and it but, but she it's didn't, bothering me a little bit. That's but all. she didn't know. I mean, Hulk has killed a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. But he's a rage monster who can't control it either though. That was the yeah. first few hours of her getting the powers and she went and she didn't even know what she was doing. My God. You like, you don't have to read more into it than that. She didn't know what she was doing. Right. It's the only it. thing that bothered me about the episode. Really and I get is. it. I get no, that's it's a superhero thing, like you know, but that's like I think that's the banner thing is like you know, you don't know what you are right. until and that and banner is stopping her from like that's the that's the whole character arc of Bruce. Is he know this in this episode is he knows what it's like to be a Hulk and he's trying to get her to take it seriously, right? And she's almost in denial about yes. Yeah. You know, exactly, it, and it's almost, but that's, but that's a, that's a normal human reaction to those kind yes. of things. And the fact that it it's coming, controlling herself is coming easier to her than it did to him. Right, and that has him confounded too a little bit. Yes, right, because he doesn't understand what's going. I assume that's going to be a theme for the episode because it's always been She Hulk, right? She Hulk will always had her faculties, yes, way quicker than Bruce did. As the, yes. again, Bruce is an out of control rage monster, where she's not. But you're right. She did overreact. But it's just like the fact that she didn't kill them is something you have to kind of lean into. You know, she didn't. She was stopped. But it's also like not the first time something like this has gone on. Superman yeah. killed millions of people. Oh. And, and, and later <laughs> on the comics, <laughs> well, and later on the comics, Jennifer Walters, like friend gets killed, right? Like one of her assistants, a, a, a friend of hers gets killed because I'm not that well versed in the the the, the she. I, I was looking enough. I was looking it up and at this today, and and that was supposedly like a turning point when she started to take things more seriously in the comics. But you know that 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 you know we've got plenty of time oh, to grow in the next like, few episodes. So yeah, something's going to happen, and she's yeah. going to like she's going to have to realize like oh my god, I've got to take this seriously blah blah yeah she's i mean she's not yeah i mean it's it's like it, the the problem is that it's too easy for her you know banner was only li- listing off all of, all the problems that took him years to fix but that's not all of the problems and with know, being jd again she's, right. she's just being overconfident because she's like oh i can do that i can do that mm-hmm. see i'm all good and it's like no this takes time but at the <laughs> same time he's listing off what he experienced as true hulk yeah, and, and she and that's what she, that's i think what part she was talking about is everybody assumes that they know what's going on he and that's the conflict is they're both right mm-hmm. but they're both not wrong at this like they're both wrong at the same time and that's what makes the interesting conflict is like from bruce's perspective i've been the hulk you haven't been the hulk there's things you can learn from me she's like i'm mastering this faster than you and i'm okay i can handle this and he's not acknowledging the fact that he is and he's getting mad about the fact that she's mastering it faster than he did so he's letting his own frustrations kind of percolate true right and, like and she'll have all book, different she could have all different issues which is what we're going to find out i think that she does which we're seeing like what triggers her is different hmm. like her him picking up the boulder and putting it into orbit to like say like well i'm still the strongest you right. know yeah right because she's but like I, I got this and he's like look i'm i'm teaching look i'm teaching you right that's just a little like, like I, I i know more than you do listen that's the so, whole episode i know more than you do listen to me so they explained the Shang-Chi ending when he's Bruce, because he's Bruce in the beginning of this. He, 
invented it. Like, here's what I don't get. This is this is one of the things I didn't get about the episode, and I understand why they did it because he had to get hurt to to have her blood drop drip into her wound. I was wondering to, how they could do that because transfusions is a weird thing to do in 2022. Yes, especially yeah. you have to do a transfusion from a relative. But the whole thing was like, I made this device to stay as Bruce Banner so that his arm could heal properly. But the Hulk has a accelerated healing. But I so, believe his arm hasn't healed though, right? We've seen him later. Hasn't his arm still been messed up? No, no. He's he's the, He was showing that his arm was healed that when they were in the car in the beginning. He's talking I, about yeah, him. I got that. But I mean, like, didn't his arm didn't take as long time for his arm? Have we seen him in other places before where his arm wasn't healed? I forget. Yeah, yeah. In the Shang, he, the it, Shang Chi post every time. Scene, his arm's in the sling, but he's yeah, Bruce okay. Banner. He's he's been in a sling okay. ever since Endgame. That's what I and, thought. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, like, the the I think the problem that I think the way they're going to explain it is that whatever the whatever the Infinity Gauntlet did to his arm, it the the gamma radiation when he's a Hulk isn't is like still damaging it or you know preventing it from healing or something like that. because he said he said when he got to use her blood that had slightly different properties than his to finally fix the problem and heal his arm when he became the hulk magic bullet yeah yes. probably it's all magic bullet stuff probably um, but that's like john likes to talk about deus ex machinas that my friends was a giant deus ex machina yeah i'll go with that i mean Fine, whatever it's science, yep. it's science fiction you do it wasn't one that drove the plot well kind of it was kind of that drove our inciting incident but i mean like it's not like the plot relied on that whole thing it's which, mildly whatever. it's mildly do well, also, machina, yeah. like yeah again I don't, the, I don't know if they were truly explained it in the comics i'm sure they did but he never really has explained how he became professor hulk in the mcu i thought he, he said he, in this he, episode he, he kind of thought he kind of talked about just like i hate to use that phrase but working on himself right and maybe yeah. it is more maybe we will see more of it someday he's still because smart hulk he is smart hulk it's it's the professor for yeah, my maybe. You know, that's 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 the persona from the comics the, they call it the professor yeah i think because in in the comics it's like he has this big psychological battle with himself which i would love to see i don't think we're ever going to get that though because we're never going to get that hulk movie well, well unless still... Universal gives up the rights. Why would they? Marvel don't like to share. They do with Sony because like they kind of got the crown jewel. Yeah. Yeah. And Sony actually, like, I don't know, bailed Marvel out of financial, you know, they put Marvel back into financial solvency a couple decades ago. So they do kind of owe Sony a solid on that. They don't know Universal, nothing. <laughs> no. Universal is barely a studio. Yeah, at this been, point. Yeah. Even... <laughs> true well we own them right i'll say john be careful what you say there, <laughs> could, be assassins. there could be assassins at your door any yeah minute. they kind of suck i mean who the hell owns the oh god universal logo okay, yes, you guys no. sipped in, in perfect sync there that was crazy <laughs> i okay so so if i'm gonna at at this moment without having seen anything further yet i don't want to see if this is going to stay this way until the, the show ends for Marvel TV shows. For me, this is in third place currently. That's not that's bad. fair. That's with, higher than uh, I thought you were going to say, to be honest. Yeah. With WandaVision being first, Loki being two, mm. and then this being three, and then Miss Marvel being a close fourth. I think I like Miss Marvel more. Well, we can sure. see more of it. Yeah, I want to see more before I make a judgment. But mm. um, if they go the way mm. I'm thinking with her her character arc, I think you know it might move move up. I don't know where we're, I still don't know where we're going as like a show, you know, like I saw nothing 
really long term. I don't think that's not that's a bad thing. Maybe they're gonna do this as kind of more like an old TV show, which is like done in ones. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I don't know. I have no idea. It's interesting though. I did like I said, I, I really like Ms. Marvel. Like I was surprised at how much I liked Ms. Marvel. WandaVision was like art, and I liked Cap Winter Soldier at the time, but I don't want to go back and watch it. And I think that probably tells me that I didn't really like it that much. You know, yeah. Loki, Loki was fun. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. It was. I it haven't was seen Moon Knight, so I can't make a judgment on that. Cap Cap and Cap and Winter Soldier, the payoff got screwed up by that little yeah, I feel preachy like screech. Dropped- so like wait, why would you want to watch it again? Because you know what's at the end and it's not fun. There's no re- there's no payoff. I feel like we dropped the ball a little bit at the end of Cap Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think they quite I don't think they quite marched into and the end zone the way they thought. Hawkeye just feels like it. It just existed. It was but there Hawkeye just was fun to bring too. Him, bring in I, Kate Bishop, though. I really—that's what it really felt like. It just brought her in, but didn't do anything with her. I didn't like Hawkeye on that. Like I watched the first episode, and I was just kind of like, eh. It just didn't grab me at all. You know, I don't know why. Like maybe I was in a bad place trying to watch it. Yeah. I just—I didn't. It, I watched that first episode, and I was so like lukewarm to it, and it put me off of even watching Moon Knight. Like I just oh, yeah. really. I really just, I don't know, man. I really went through a malaise with Marvel stuff for a little while there. And like, I did, I only watched Miss Marvel because Michelle was like, I want to see it. Let's watch this. And I was pleasantly surprised with it. Pleasantly. Pleasantly. I really liked it. I surprised. Like I didn't, ex- I had such low expectations no. for that one that <clears throat> it came off very much like, I hate to say it, but her character came off very much as like a female Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, that's what she is. hundred percent. Yeah. The youthful exuberance yeah. and all that, yeah. But and but like, also but also like you know seeing seeing the superheroes like we would see them, right? The whole yeah. point is you can identify with her because she's yes. looking at like and we. This is awesome, yes. and we're like, yeah, it, it is. It was and we had that a, energy, and we yeah. didn't get that before this. Yeah, like we saw the the peripherals of people being fans and like Spider Man and stuff like that, but we never got really a story about someone who was a fan. Like, and that was a unique way to tackle that material, which I really, I thought translated really well. Like, that was a surprise. That's actually one of my favorite. What's phase are we in? I lose track. Are Seven we in four? Two or four. Yeah. Yeah. Technically in four. It's one of my favorite phase four things, which is, like I said, surprising. I didn't have much. I never, I never read any Kamala Khan books or anything like that. So I had very, very low expectations going in. Yeah. Can't wait oh, for Daredevil, though. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I can't wait for him to show up in this show. Oh. The old school threads, the the yellow and red. I wonder if they're going to explain it or if it's just going to be like. I don't know. I don't know. This is the same character that walked around with just like the. You you guys saw Trial of the Incredible Hulk, right? Back in the day. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how that was how Daredevil dressed in that movie? He was just in the solid black. Yeah. Which Daredevil has already been through doing that. That's what I'm saying. Yes. We we had that. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Very excited to see where that goes. I know how I can squash your excitement. Oh, God. We can go on to social media madness. I kind of need it because I kind of need to yell at more people after that. <laughs> I got yeah, you, you scared me a little bit. You hulked out. I did hulk out there. Like, I get so... The internet is great because it gives everybody a voice, right? We're here because the internet gives everyone a voice. It also sucks because it gives it, everybody it, it a voice. Some people don't deserve to have a voice. Like, it just makes... Like, I just... I get so tired of, of people who don't know the first thing about constructing a character talk about why writing is bad and it's Look, not bad it's just you're dumb like that's one of the things <laughs> that drives me nuts I and i love the exp- your explanation of like people lie to themselves and that's the absolute perfect way to describe that they do but the thing that drives me nuts is when 
She-Hulk comes out and they're like, oh, look, they made a female version. It's like, or they, they introduced, they talked about Batgirl coming out. Like people who are not comic book fans. They made a female version. Yes, get mad at Stanley in 1979 for that yeah. one. Yep. Yes, right. Like that was the whole thing. I'm like, you they're, know they're turning Hulk into a, into a woman for the for the movies and it's like no or dumb. they even said They're that with, the, with natalie portman for love oh, and for thunder Thor, yeah because it's know. like read the comic do you know why they did that initially what the... why they brought she hulk in the, the impetus for it no because oh i forget the name of the guy the producer of the hulk was also the guy who made money in the six million dollar man and when the six oh. million dollar man got famous what was the first thing he did the bi- Jamie bionic Summers woman. Bionic woman, yeah. So yes. Stan, so they all went. Damn it, they're gonna do this. We need to get it. Be- we need to do this before they do it. Same reason why Joe Casada said we need to do the origin of Wolverine. If we don't do it, someone else is gonna do it, and then we're gonna have to live with it. Hmm. Yeah. And then, nice. I love to see. I'm gonna love to see what happens if if they ever bring in uh, Spider Woman because yeah, they keep talking about it. Yeah, but which um, version do you bring in? And it's they're doing Madam Web. For some reason, I know Sony just <laughs> so if Sony doesn't even beat the dead horse, they're like grinding up the dead horse and making <laughs> dog food out of the dead horse and, like, and a little bit of glue to out of it. Yes, like more right, right. well, glue get to... of the so. Oh yeah, literally the glue of the Sony universe. There let's you get, go. Let's get to our dead horse. Social media madness. I'm um, not even mad at it this week. I have no rage left to give. <laughs> we last week all of cleaned course, out. Huh? I'm all cleaned out. I'm good. <laughs> the main topic was the last action hero. During the show, you asked, you're like, I wonder what Ray's take would be on this. So he replied to us. He said, ask for my opinion if Last Action Hero would work in 2022. No, it absolutely wouldn't because we are so numb to spoofs and meta commentaries over the last 30 years since this, it would have zero effect. For its time, it was revolutionary, but not today. Oh, wait. And then he replied, every single genre has been commentated to death. Thanks to the success of Scary Movie and everything since has just been nauseating to watch because it was overdone. It's like having potatoes with every meal. Eventually you want some steak. First thing I'd say is steak and potatoes together work very, very well, my friend. <laughs> he's um, not wrong, though. He's not wrong. No, he's actually not wrong. It's, I it's been done over. I mean, heck, New Nightmare. Was it New Nightmare? or yeah, New Nightmare was the commentary on horror movies right and then Wes craven wasn't happy with that so then he made scream right exactly yes like so a new nightmare is an underrated jam to be honest with you oh it's 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 the best one i think in my opinion second i really like the first one a lot i think that's a very inventive horror movie and it's and i don't like i don't like slashers that much yeah like that's my least favorite horror movie subgenre but name on elm street you gotta you gotta give it respect because it was so influential and so goddamn gory yeah and then i thought new nightmare did a great job putting the the spin on it yeah like it's because if you look at it, new nightmare the curse of michael myers and jason goes to hell are all kind of like the same movie right they're all trying to kind of reinvent what the villain was yes Hmm. right and the only one that's even halfway decent is new nightmare yeah no i agree you know but he wasn't it's like he wanted to make this meta horror with the late great west craven wanted to make this horror stand like like meta take on horror and didn't quite stick the landing so then he felt the need to make scream and that just rebooted the whole slasher subgenre so everybody missed the point and then we got scary movie and... which was the parody of the parody right yeah yeah yes. in fact they yeah they and they they even 
said, I mean, yeah, they made, they made fun of it. I don't know. It was, it was like a, a fourth wall break and a fourth wall break. It was really, really meta when they got into those. It gets there too, with the Zucker brothers take it over and it becomes like a signs comedy. Like a, yep. they make fun of M. Night Shyamalan movies. Oh, and they, they made that one, com- it was, I think it was Sheen that made the comment. Yeah, that's you, They came all the, you know, and they have an interstellar travel and they came all this way, but they can't get through a closet door. And you, and you go back to Signs, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just they can't get through a pantry door. <laughs> the like... first time I saw Signs, I was so <laughs> into it, man. And the scares are like legit, <clears throat> like, especially if you watch it in the theater. That it scene was pretty, where you yeah. just see That scene where you just see the alien's leg going through the cornfield, spooky. And then like the found footage, early found footage used in the movie of the alien, spooky. I remember at the end going, man, they never showed us the alien. That's so gutsy. And then the very next scene. The aliens and the kid, the living with Frank. Oh, yeah. And then I loved it. And then I thought it. Then I watched it again. And I was like, they're afraid of water, but they come to a planet that's 78 water. water. That's a <laughs> that's a bold choice. And then you like again, it's like a Shyamalan movie. Like it's you should never rewatch a Shyamalan movie. Yeah, no, no, you can't watch it and then walk away. You because can't. The, the second you put the slightest bit of like criticism into it. It, falls it kind of apart. falls apart. Yeah. The, the 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 nostalgia critic did a review of signs, and it's one of his best. That guy's okay. And and that and guy's when, not on my shit list. I, I know. <laughs> when when it, I, during during the point where where they boarded up everything and they're waiting for and they, and they hear the aliens like testing stuff around, he did this voiceover of what the aliens were saying. It's like, no, we're really scary. Really, why are you talking over us? We're invading. It's like it just. I'm sorry. It was. I found it hysterical because. You know, it's like, oh, who thought we would come to this this world and find so much wood? <laughs> it's like he, M. M. Night Shyamalan is like he had this really cool concept mm-hmm. that got made into a movie, became a super big hit. But again, that's a movie you can only watch once because once time. you know the twist, it's not worth watching mm-hmm. again. Well, and then and then they let him go, and he did what was it, Lady in the Water, and that was oh, kind the, of, vi- the village sucked too. Yeah, yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. And then I was about to say, the second movie, which was Signs, was okay. Third, third, Unbreakable is the second. Movie. Uh, Unbreakable, that, Unbreakable. And I actually like Unbreakable. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, Unbreakable was good. Then he ruined it with the others. But yeah, well, that's the problem. Is that like he became known as the twist guy? Yeah, right. And then you have to keep. And then Unbreakable didn't really have a twist, right? No, other than the... Samuel Jackson's the villain. That's kind right. of a twist. Yeah, but you can was... also kind of see that coming. Yes, like a mile away. So. And that was like disappointed people. So he's like, oh, I got to keep making these twists. And then he gets himself all twisted up. And the next thing I'm watching the happening where trees are trying to kill people with Mark Wahlberg going, trees are trying to kill people. And I what? just, no. I'm like, I'm like, what? yeah. And I'm, and Zoe yeah. Deschanel is trying, man. She's trying so hard to get this <laughs> thing to work, but it just sucks. <laughs> oh, poor. All right, all right. Yeah. Back to last action hero. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, We're back. Why to know or. At the great, great Canadian neckbeard. What a great oh, tag. What nice. a great tag. He says, a lot of critics at the time completely missed that Last Action Hero was a parody, both of the genre and of Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So they panned it as though the cartoon wasn't cat wasn't a giveaway. 18-year-old me enjoyed it so much that I bought the VHS, and I'm sure I have it on DVD somewhere. And then he reply, also replied with, Benedict is still one of my favorite villains. That's great. They gave him amazing lines, and the bit about that in the real world, the bad guys can win, made me appreciate the escapism of hero movies so much more. This movie deserves so much more success. 
I'm just, I'm just I, I was just happy that they made him smart, at least until the very end when he could have, you know, he, he could have brought out like Dracula or something instead of brought out the slasher guy. But otherwise, yeah, it was pretty a flawless villain. Yeah, but it, it kind of made, because it was a movie, he had to bring out the Ripper. You know, yeah, yeah. Charles Dance is fantastic. Just as he was great as, oh shoot, the, the head of the Lannister family in Game of Thrones. I can't remember what his first name was. Tyrell Lannister. Tyrell yeah. Lannister, yeah. He was all he's awesome. And then Drew C said this was my first time seeing the movie. Oh wow. Interesting that it starts with violence in an elementary school. Wouldn't <laughs> it fly these days? No, oh, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, I didn't think of that either. Wow. Because we went to the roof. You didn't really like, you know. Yeah, you didn't see anything in the school, but yeah, well, you're right. That's like remember Die Hard with the I'm thinking about Die Hard with the Vengeance. Remember a good chunk of that takes place in an elementary school when yeah. there's a bomb. There's a bomb in an elementary school. Well, yeah. I mean a, a lot of movies, a lot of movies in in hindsight like I mean e- like even Spider-Man the the promos they did for Spider-Man the Twin Towers. Um, yeah, they had him yeah. w- with the web and the Twin Towers and the and the helicopter and they had to take that out because yeah. People were very happen. sensitive about that back then. Of course, the other big thing we talked about last week was which we have more on in the news this dude ezra miller of course oh my god how is he not in jail and the the future of the stay stay tuned by the way the flash for the warner brothers pictures and (laughs) tuzanki t-o-z-u-n-a-k-i who's at tuzanki said maybe you should also discuss how media and the crowd support ezra's stalker who stalked them already for six years and went ezra and want Ezra to be with her or to be dead, and how the media help her use her as a source of information. I'm going to go on a limb and say this person. Oh, sweet. Check out. The, did you bother? And then, to, Dave, did you hold on? Did you actually look at this person's avatar? Yeah, yeah hold on. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Because, of course, the Gorilla Brain podcast replied to her, said, careful, your fanboy is showing. You yeah. gift her. You get Ray's great, by the way. Ray's fantastic at Twitter. Her profile says, I'm here for art, Severus Snape, One Piece, and Ezra Miller. I'm going to go on a limb and say this is a not a woman and probably a, probably a guy who is nuts. <laughs> Just a little bit. So the avatar is a painting of a woman now, isn't it? I mean, like, I can put an avatar of a teddy bear in mine to make me a teddy bear. Like, this person is lunatic. Like, I'm, I don't think they listen to our show. They're looking at their timeline. I'm going to guess they just Google Ezra Miller stuff. I didn't know Ezra Miller had fans, right? Yeah, I know. At this everybody, point. everybody has fans these days. Like, I don't even know what that person's talking about, about the media wanting. I don't even know who he's like. The, the media wants this person to be with Ezra Miller. Who has said that? Hell, for for all we know, this could be like something set up by his press agent to try and, you know. I doubt that. I doubt that. This person's 89 followers. I don't think anyone set this up. I think this is just a lunatic. Like, this isn't even, like, we're beyond bot territory with this person. True. This is a person who just go, who just searches Ezra Miller. Right. And I did hashtag Ezra Miller in the there you go. post. That's how, that's because you, yeah, 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 you, you, you were searching for engagement. You got engagement. <laughs> Be careful who you meet on the interwebs, like mom and Careful what you say. wish for. Okay. The person does not listen to our show, so I will say they are crazy banana pants. Yeah, and and Ezra Miller should be in jail. I mean, like ten times I'm, over, I'm, man. I'm, I'm sorry, ten times over. Like uh, it, it, DC, boy, can DC pick them? All right, we'll get we'll get to <laughs> more and Ezra in a minute. Yeah, um, and finally, 
We had talked a couple weeks ago about the release of the Snyder Cut was fueled by bots. There's a big article in Rolling Stone that explains they had two independent firms research it and confirm this, blah, 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 to which Randy Savage said, no, I don't, it's not a terrible piece of shit, but I would really love for Snyder to make a film that is not incredibly long. He's got a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then... See, speaking of people who I don't think listen to the show, oh, yeah. Tonic Mole STW number 8070722. That uh, wasn't made by a bot, right? No, it's this guy. This guy's got more followers than I do. Writer, artist, creator of Saving the World comic. Oh. I don't know who this guy is, but I'm willing to bet he does a lot of release the Snyder Cut type stuff. So his response was, I mean, they estimated 13% which is pretty much any hashtag. It really doesn't change things that much. I'd argue over uh, 50%. That's not true statistically. Most bot activities less hold than on, Hold on, hold on. I'd job. argue over 50% of all online marketing is fueled by bots. B-O-P, oh, B-O-P, appeared to have- Birds of Prey. Ma- what? Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, okay. Appeared to have a massive following online and bombed in real life. Proof in is in the pudding. So I was, so we talked too, about yeah. all of this in the show, and I did say, actually read the article in Rolling Stone. Average bot activity is like 5%. So this was three times as much, and two independent research companies confirmed this. So then <laughs> he went on a tirade. Overall, maybe, but I'd like to see the average among similar movies. Again, we see numerous discrepancies between Twitter hype and in-real-life performance. I'm also suspicious of Rolling Stone and other outlets' sudden interest. Their hype focuses on one movie is their hyper focus on one movie is weird. A breakdown of the industry in general would create more appeals, more, more apples. To, I'm sorry, more apples to apples comparison as it comes off in an expansive hit job by a competing hmm. production company of Warner Brothers. <laughs> I recommend looking into the fallout from the Lethal Weapon TV series. It's an interesting peak of how Warner Brothers independent production companies use the media to attack each other and individuals. How's this guy have more Twitter followers than me? It infuriates <laughs> me. So, so like, what? what he's talking <laughs> apples to apples, but then like starts talking about the Lethal Weapon TV show. That I think, I think that went down because the the lead actor was nuts. They ended up firing him from the show, and then. They had Wayne's trying to carry it himself with a new guy, and it just didn't work. It didn't wasn't work. the same show. That's that always when whenever a lead actor leaves a show, it never works. Like that's it, except for Doctor Who, but you know that's, but that's different. That's, that's it's written that way. Yeah. But like, there's like there's a few the the bar the Connors like that is, an uh, except, yeah yeah yeah. But that's like that's an exception that proves the rule, right? Yeah. Like it does, no, for the most part, you get a season more if you're lucky. You get a season more, and like it is an apple. It, I mean, like. When you're talking about this compared to that, that is an apples to apples comparison. When you're talking about online media, social media campaigns, like the piece pretty much lays. And when he says it's a hit job piece, like, oh, you're a Snyder fan. Hmm. I get it. Hmm. I'm also mad that you have way more Twitter followers than I do. And whatever, nerd. But Hmm. if he'd like to come on the show to talk about his comic, we will gladly have him on. Sure. (laughs) He don't listen. No, but like, seriously, like, that's a problem in general. Not a problem with the Snyder release, the Snyderverse. Bot activity on the internet? The, the, because that is, it is a problem for sure. I mean, like, the whole thing of like, they talked about this, this was really prevalent, I'm going to say 10, somewhere like 10 years ago, where it was like, 
they would look at a person's Twitter follower numbers to determine if they're popular or not, even though we now find out that like these big stars buy half, half their followers at least, Mm -hmm. you know? And then when you have followers, you get suggested to be followed and it Mm -hmm. grows that way. Like, like, like we know this, like this is a thing that happens on the internet. Like I get that, but you know, again, they confirmed that it was like three times the normal amount, you know, and, and I the, didn't... the ferocity too is the sh- is what really worked. You know, this this campaign it, they like when you read the hit the, you read the hit piece. Now I almost got me speaking the vernacular. <laughs> I mean, it was like akin to Gamergate stuff with the level of intensity and ferocity and like it was. And it was crazy. as we said earlier, like they were also had people that were review bombing other stuff mm-hmm. to make it look bad, so that they could say, "Oh, see, this is what people really want is the Snyderverse." And then that feeds into online attitudes either even when they talk about this stuff like here's the things people make this mistake a lot i like twitter it's my favorite form of social media it's not real life no it's not real life things that are popular on twitter don't always translate into what is popular in real life the snyder verse being a great example like if you talk to a normal human being they don't know what the snyder verse even means right right mm-hmm. they don't know why there's two versions of justice league exactly like they were like, oh, that movie was bad the first time, and then it got it still got less views. Than and that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I I think people need to realize too is that in this genre, like people that are going to be pushing release the Snyderverse are even if it wasn't that activity of of bots, if it, even if it was even if it's, say it was only five percent of bots, like it's being pushed online, but like the average moviegoer has no interest in this at all it's only the hyper fans of dc comics and snyder movies even you know? dc comics fans are kind of dropping out i mean like yeah i mean like that's the thing is the snyderverse fans of like the dc comics fans have never really been crazy about the snyderverse because it's very different than the comics like yeah. i don't know many people that that read a lot of comics and they're just like super into these movies like most right. of the mcu fans don't even read comics most movie fans don't read comics. Like it's might be shocking for people to hear that, but like this, these trends that try to develop online, they do it. These companies manipulate these numbers so they can get what they want, which is more money to do their stuff. Right. Which is what Zack Snyder really wanted. He wanted the access and the money to do his things, even though he, that, that story was nuts. The more I think about it, it's stealing drives and like basically making movies during the height of the pandemic that illegally, like it's wild. That was a wild story. Like it's just entertainment news. So that stuff doesn't really have the landing of like political news, mm-hmm. but like that was crazy. That's one of the craziest things I've ever read. It was for it, that it, movie, for that movie. Right. Not for citizen not, Kane. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to use that same yeah. citizen Kane was a wild movie too. When they made that thing, like we're not talking about the 10 commandments here. Right. Talk about a re a, a remake of a bomb. Like it just <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like I just I, I I said for years on this show they're not going to release this. This is never going to happen. And they announced yep. it's like wow, I got to eat my words. They really did it. And you look back at it, you're like, you're dumber than I thought. That's why all <laughs> you people got fired. <laughs> he drove a studio into the ground because of decisions like that. And now they got David Zasloff who's running around with a pair of scissors, like cut this, cut that. Oh hey, we'll get rid of that. Like you know, crazy. Yeah, I want the director's really cut of Citizen Kane. We got the director's cut of Citizen Kane. Oh. That was part of the problem. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, Kane's a brilliant movie. Kane's an absolutely brilliant movie. And he pissed a lot of people off making that yes. thing. But he also like 
pioneered a lot of different things oh, like 100 percent that camera angles of, and such he's one of the great lens techniques and like yep. tracking shots like wells is one of the greatest filmmakers that ever lived and he torpedoed his career making a brilliant piece of art he just he went after see this movie came out now it could you could have oh dude if kane came out now the social like that is a dude that would know how to utilize bots would be yes. orson wells he would be a smart dude but at the same time he'd be going against hearse and hearse would be like a bezos right yeah, that's basically was like if you make Kane now, it would be like a movie making fun of Jeff Bezos. But if Jeff Bezos was way more childish, yeah, right. Because well, Hearst was child, well, he is, but I mean, like Bezos, too. Bezos is too much of a robot. He doesn't know how to be a child. He's a dork. <laughs> Bezos is a giant dork who's turning yeah. into Lex Luthor more and more by the day, but he doesn't have the commitment. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have a Superman to fight against. No, but he's also like too much of a nerd to actually be Lex Luthor. Like. If he had some balls, he could easily be Lex oh, Luthor, but he doesn't. He's a he's a big wuss. Yeah, that would be man. Someone needs to do that now. Someone needs to do the modern Citizen Kane and make it all about Bezos. Oh my god! Yeah, but what, would it be a sled? What would it be in the modern version? Spaceship. <laughs> spaceship. A dick. A, a dick shaped spaceship. A dick shaped spaceship. The spaceship from Flesh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Flesh Gordon. Yeah. Wait, what? Flesh Gordon, you ever see that one? Oh, oh no, no, I haven't seen the Rule Thirty Four well, version. Oh, that was oh no, that's what we found when we were when I was like twelve or thirteen. We found it. One of if my friend's parents had it in their bedroom, and oh, we're dear. like, we have to watch. What is this? It was one of those. <laughs> When's Queen come out? Just oh like... no, we we're we're fully aware of what it was at the time, but it was ridiculous. Wow. Oh, all young men with that moment, Dave, get a call. Uh... No, no, no. I forgot. I something I wanted to mention when we were talking about She-Hulk. Oh, oh, I saw I this meme on what? Before I had my meltdown. Yes. Yeah. I saw this meme online where it was the Hulk from The Incredible Hulk, like hulking out and yelling. And it's like it's a and that, on that picture it says what we want it. Oh yeah. And then and then it's a picture of him doing Hulk doing yoga, and it's like what we got. And it's like oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, and my that. response to that, the person who posted it was, oh. Tell me you've never read a Incredible Hulk comic book without telling me you've read a Hulk comic. Like, mm-hmm. like the one of the things that bugs me is like the non-talking Hulk, the Rage Monster, doesn't really exist in the comics. He always talked in the comics. Oh, that's from true. issue always... one. Yeah, like he, he spoke broken English. Yes, but he still spoke. He wasn't a mindless rage right. monster like he is in the movies. And he was Correct. gray in the first one. Yes, but that's the print, there was printing, color issues. Yeah, it was yeah, it, it, it was. It, but but you know, if they're going to be like pure about it, then hey, make him gray, right? But there's always about that. <laughs> but there's always been this argument over the Hulk. Like, where do you, uh, much like Spider Man, like what do you, where, how far do you take the Hulk, right? Because if you, the argument, I remember back in the '90s, had this argument. Like, if you keep pushing the Hulk further away, he becomes further away from what the Hulk is supposed to be about. So remember Peter David's the greatest Hulk writer ever. I think we can all agree with that, right? Yeah. And he had this, I want to say 12 year run in the Hulk. Like it's comparable to Claremont's X-Men run, something like that. And then he got taken off it and then burn got put on it. And he yeah. did the back to the basics Hulk running around the Southwest being her monster. And it didn't quite work. And then there's been this kind of up and down on, on what the Hulk should be. And there's like no two camps agree with it. So it's not like they're unfounded. Because some people like the idea of the rage monster, but there's just not much you can do with a rage monster. The same reason why Godzilla movies are wasted on having people do stuff. So you don't care about the people. Godzilla I started reading. No, never do you care about the people. Never. You have to keep putting them in. 
And by and by the way, My, now now Hulk is immortal and like has fifty thousand personalities, and he works for one below all or whatever. I I mean like yeah, I haven't read, I haven't read really I've heard it's good things. Now. I've heard the Immortal Hulk's a really good book, but I haven't. It, but, it's supposedly, but it's still yeah. you know they've he's way off from where they are where he started. Yeah. What I was gonna say is when I got introduced to the Hulk, so I started. My introduction into like collecting comics was the DeFalco artist, the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, DeFalco and Friends, Ron Friends run on Amazing Spider-Man, which then slowly morphed into the Todd McFarlane run on Spider-Man. And then like the Hulk showed up and he was Professor Hulk at that point, you know, so this is late 80s, early 90s, you know, and like, so that was like my introduction to like hulk in the comics really you know like as a kid reading those books and then like i went back and read other stuff and it's like yeah like i've even read copies of the first couple issues and it's just like yeah he was more of frankenstein like that was the whole point of the hulk like Mm -hmm. i never wanted the rage monster that we got in the movies to be quite honest with you so the hulk's a weird character in the marvel trajectory right the hulk is because hulk comes out Right around the same time, Marvel's kind of re-experimenting with superheroes. Right. But he's way closer to the stuff that Kirby and Lee had been doing for the decade prior. Yes. Mm. Like, Hulk is a monster, is from those monster books. Yes. But for some reason, he clicked with all this. Like, it's such a weird dichotomy. And it's what makes him, it's what makes the Hulk cool, is that he has his element, he has his tri- his roots in the atlas comics really of the 50s right those those mad sci-fi books that the that atlas was putting out yeah but he's way closer to that than any of the superhero stuff but that makes him work right but again it's like you said it's that it's it's that sympathy for the devil type of character that's always yes. made the whole click but he's got to move forward right like hulk can't just be the rage monster like it doesn't work which is why he was always with other heroes which is why you had like the the drama of banner which is why peter david is the one who addressed really went into why does why hulk why is the hulk and gave us like joe fix it and yes. you know the profession all that cool stuff like but like what do you i mean i get it i get people who like because when lou fredno gave us the rage monster yeah yeah but but and that's not a tv that's you know and that was the that's problem fine. because that was what we got on TV so in the seventies, and that's, that's what the average on. person thinks of the whole. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I think Marvel's doing a great job of addressing it by giving us the Professor Hulk. Yes. By giving us Ruffalo, like we're giving us a different version of the Hulk. Like you can run it. Like people who say the heat, we wanted this. Well, you got that. That is literally a clip from a Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah. Like we gave that to you. That mm-hmm. we don't get here without being there. That is literally the Hulk's character journey. Yes. And the Incredible Hulk is canon in the MCU, people. Yes. Tony Stark is in the movie. Yes. So. Edward Norton, it just didn't work. Yeah, that's all. Remember Everyone Stan, else is the same. Stan Lee drank the bloody pop and he turned in. They, remember that? <laughs> oh, his cameo in that. Yes. Because they had the blood trickle into the drink and then that's pretty gross. Uh, yeah. So he got the blood transfusion first. He actually did. Yeah. So we're kinet- we're kinet- canonically is that you said canonically, canonically established as Hulk blood can make people Hulk. It's been there since Marvel MCU day two. Yes, which means that Stanley was actually the first She Hulk. All right. Well, <laughs> back to social media madness. That was all that we had. So if you would like to be part of social media madness, why and follow us on social media? Here's a good friend D squared to tell you more. Do don't do that to yourself. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? 
Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. Mm-hmm. On that note, we'll take our first and only commercial break and be back with some news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. A lot to talk about this week, except you, we were we, right. Well, I mean, we, we you, called it, you yeah. called it, JD. Miller is on his apology tour. He, he's, see, what, is he looking, he's looking for the Betty Ford escape route, basically. It's not Betty and, Ford anymore. Now you're just exhausted and you're going to work on yourself. And every other, every other <laughs> thing we talked about, he just came. It's like, it's like they listened to the show. So Ezra Miller came out, apologized for past behavior, and is now at the hospital recouping for mental health issues. Yeah, the person committed crimes. Like, hello, kidnapping. Literal crimes. <laughs> They're um, a nutcase. They're a rotten person. So, so that's the question, though. Miller committed crimes. Should they not go to jail for committing crimes? They should. You see, in our society these days... That doesn't work like that anymore. I mean, he's got, I mean, this Flash movie better be, be fantastic. Oh, my God. For you know, it's not, the right? Drama. Oh, I'm fully aware. But they believe in it more than they believe in Batgirl. And it's led to so many people losing their minds. I keep trying to find people. If they don't release Batgirl, they're going to get a $90 million write-off. Yeah. They believe in that more than they believe in putting on an HBO Max because they're probably going to make more money. Not one subscription is going to be sold to HBO Max I don't, Batgirl. And the thing is, I don't think it was made with a big budget, so it's not able to really go in the theaters 90 million is a big budget yeah true i mean it's not a in this day and age it's not a humongous budget, but it's not a small budget either so that's the thing is it's too big to be little and too big too little to be small wait too big i can't get this cliche out it's too (laughs) big to be small but too small to be big okay yeah like if it was a 45 million dollar movie maybe you could let that thing live live on hbo i mean i get it if it sucks and i anticipate this movie sucks so let let them eat it for a year, right? Let them write it off, and then next year you can put it on HBO Max. Because they also still have come out and said that they have no, they will not make any more movies with them after this movie. Like that's it. With They're who? done with us. Oh, Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have. I think they kind of have to. They can't show. Like I think they're screwed. Like they have to make this work. I'm thinking they're hoping that Ezra Miller goes and gets help, is quiet for a long time. This movie comes out and is a big hit. And they can go, look, he's all better now. Uh, Let's do dude, uh, it. just ain't, it's not. Wally West is right there. Stop listening to Jeff Johns. 
Wally West is fine as the Flash. Grant Gustin is right there for hell's sake. I mean, yeah, I know it's a long, long shot, but, but then you're tied to the to the TV universe. I agree no. with your theory. Plot twist. No, they don't. No, they don't have to have do, him be Wally. To the TV. Yeah. Well, he no, he could be just he changed because it's a different universe because of Flashpoint, and he doesn't have to be from the CW universe. Even though technically that does exist, because Ezra Miller did meet Grant Gustin in in the. Um, was it uh, not that flashpoint? It was uh, no. It was uh, in the TV show, the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Crisis. It was in the Crisis. Yeah, they they crossover. worked that out. But but it doesn't have to be. They he they could put Grant Gustin in there and just say, ah, oh, you know, he just changed because of Flashpoint. Blah blah blah. And no, everybody would love it. Like everybody, like yeah, I'll accept it. <laughs> you know, at this point, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm with JD. This better be an amazing movie. It's not gonna be. I'm sorry, I have no faith in this at all. I mean, well, they've given you no reason to have faith in any of this. Yeah. But what do you do? Just a three hundred million dollar write off? Like, That's you can't do a three hundred. You could get away with the ninety million dollar write off. Right. Exactly. No, you have to put this out. Like they're 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 too far in. Like they're in the mafia at this. Point. Yep. <laughs> right. It is. This is like well, we're boned. We have to see this one out before they cut off our fingers. Every time I think I'm out. Pull me right back. back in. And then it's fine. You just kill the flash at the end, make it Wally. It'll work. They're not worth this much trouble, but you spent $300 million on a movie with them in it. So you have to see it through. Or do you knowing, just... knowing who he was, there's no way. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, no, they, what's that? He prefers, he, Adam Miller prefers to be called they. Okay. And knowing who respect they... the wishes of a complete asshole. Knowing who they. Yeah, hey, wait are. a minute. <laughs> you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, no, knowing who, but there's no way when they they got him in for Justice League, there's no way they didn't do a background. Well, or then again, it's WB. Maybe they didn't know background. It's not, WB. Check, it's not WB. It's not WB. You when you hire a director, you let them cast the movie. They hired Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder wanted him in the movie or them in yeah. the movie. So he just sure whatever this guy hey, work. This is all. This is all. Every little bit of issues that they have goes back to Zack snyder is all him well that's my question was there ever any rumors about miller's behavior before not that i heard of to be honest with you yeah everything seems to have come within the last like two years right yeah it's been a bad two years too but stuff stuff like that doesn't just i mean there has to have been something it's just that the spotlight wasn't on him you know that much. that's true too what was he in before i'm sorry what were they in before justice league or great question i'm not even sure because Batman v Superman was just a quick, He's just a quick cameo. So oh, the perks of being a wallflower. God, in twenty twelve. In twenty twelve, like you know, before you talk about Kevin, that was kind of a cool movie, actually. Train wreck, Stanford Bridge, Madame Bovary, nothing. Yeah, perks of like there was there was really. I guess he was a child actor before that. Yeah. I mean, Zack Snyder liked him. That's what it is. It must have been that one that one episode of Law and Order that he was in. <laughs> that's the thing is like he probably read for him and Zack snyder liked him and it was the same with ray fisher like he just there's people he wanted to work with that were off the you know at the same time he gave us oh gal gadot as wonder woman and that was great casting yeah yeah you know that one actually that was worked. epic so yeah and he got henry cavill as superman so i mean like he has done some good some bad you know it just bugs me that way i can't get henry cavill back playing superman but we can't get rid of ezra miller <laughs> he's like a bad True. case of herpes forgot that uh they were in an episode of peacemaker the, the, yeah, the last episode yeah he was making flash. fun of them him and them him them and jason momoa right 
who's also great too was Aquaman. I actually enjoy Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Amber Heard, I mean, like, I don't want to jump on the Amber Heard train right now, but she's just not a very good actress. It never really was. Yeah, agreed. She looked like Mara. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, she, she was like doppelganger Rice's, for what you yeah, think. She but... looked like Ivan Rice's drawing of Mara, but they couldn't decide does she have an English accent? Does she not have one? <laughs> she... Like, I don't know, man. This movie, I mean, <laughs> she gosh, couldn't, an- yeah, she couldn't, they should, but they should have realized that day one. But like, you know, <laughs> I have all these problems with Warner. Like, it's a corporate cult. This is why we're in the situation we're in, right? Where David Zasloff's out there destroying, you know, movies is like all of these decisions stem back to Zack Snyder. Okay. Spider-Man versus Superman was a gigantic failure, and they stuck with him. And the Justice League debacle has been an, a damn near a decade of just ridiculousness they kind of pulled it out with shazam but shazam and wonder woman are, are good movies yeah but the, the others are just like Ugh. well okay you know what I, I was gonna save it for the end of the show but i'll do it now i took annie to see super pets today oh okay yeah the first five minutes of the movie is the best superman intro since the since donner Jeez. wow it's fantastic like just the the destruction of Krypton and the pathos and it's Alfred Molina and Lena Headley as Jarrell and Lara. Okay. Right. Well, Lena Headley, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. It's per- like again, it's animated, so it doesn't matter what they look like. You know, it doesn't- and it just it's the and it's got the John Williams score hints of it, not totally over the top, but it, there's I love that. God, I miss that. <laughs> and it's like the movie; it's a kids' movie, but there's so much there's so much pathos and emotion and character development and i'm like this is the best thing dc has done since batman since probably since the dark knight wow that is high praise i loved it. i liked it more i liked the batman a lot i liked super pets more because i i was smiling oh my goodness wow my kid loved it so i mean like it just i felt like this movie got superman better than anything that's been done since richard donner john krasinski is superman it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like no long... he's mr fantastic damn it <laughs> it doesn't seem like a big leap like yes i believe that it's the best thing of superman since the donnerverse because what have they done that has been like oh my god that is so awesome nothing the batman movies the first four that we reviewed there's ups and downs right we can uh-huh. agree with that there's ups and downs the nolan mm-hmm. movies are mostly good the last one kind of falls apart yeah but it's still better than what we got since since has been flawed wonder woman has a bad act three you know but shazam. that's only because snyder the guy <laughs> yeah shazam is fun but it's it's a b movie right yeah it's not it's yeah. it's not it's not but a it's a run but it's, it's rewatchable fun. it's a sure. fun rewatchable b movie yeah. agreed i like fury of the gods looks fun too yep yep yeah. that looks fun but i mean like we haven't i'll go to my grave saying man of steel was one of the worst things that's ever happened to cinema yeah you know fair enough Jesse, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, they're, they're it, like, someone uh, was lamenting him not playing Lex Luthor again. I'm like, that guy didn't, that was nothing like that. Mark Maron was, a, that's who was, by the way, that's who was Lex Luthor in, the, in Super Pets was Mark Maron. He's a better Lex Luthor. He's not my Lex Luthor perfect, but he's a better Lex Luthor. I think it, Jesse it, Eisenberg. it Jesse makes Eisenberg you forget. wasn't Lex Luthor. He, he was, he was almost like Joker Lex Luthor, yeah, you know? It was. Would, you, would you like a candy? Would you like a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, it makes like you for, get the sins of Superman Returns a little bit. I didn't like that one either. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, Grant, making movies is hard. I will never say I I failed in it myself. It's hard to make movies. But when they're failures, they still need to be ta- called out as being such. Because it has been done. Has been done, right? Right? Yeah. Hmm. 
Bruce being Tim, a Bruce Tim nailed it. Almost. Oh, Bruce Tim did the the Justice League and Superman and Batman probably the best that they'll be done for another hundred years at this rate. Can't argue. Speaking of wondering if things are going to be done right, we got our first trailer for Wednesday, the new Netflix series coming from the mind of Tim Burton, based on the Adams family. What did you guys think? Looks all right. Would you, would John disagree? Uh, no, it seem it oh. seems good. I'm I was pleasantly surprised. It's got yeah. the right tone, definitely the right murderous tone. <laughs> so, like the original Adams Family comics are dark, right? Yeah. They're super dark, and the TV show tiptoed around the darkness a little bit. And the move the, the old movies were kind of a lot of TV shows, yeah, not yeah. as dark as they could have been. This seems like it's I think it's the right guy to be doing this too. Do you think if this was a movie coming in the theater? though would it do well because i think most yeah. people are going to think of the tv show and then the other movies yeah it's a long i think stuff like this belongs on in streaming like yeah. i worry about the future of streaming because it seems like we're seeing a lot of contraction and, and streaming is starting this by the way i learned this last week finally you know this is the year that streaming eclipsed cable there's more streaming users in this country than cable viewers i believe it this is the year this was the year the tipping point happened but i worry that streaming will start moving to the same direction as cable as being more of a live event sports deal because that's where the money is yeah right and we're seeing a lot of contraction and it worries me because i don't want to see projects like this go away because this is what makes streaming cool it's like i don't we were we've been in a golden age of tv really again for about a decade and i hope that's not ending you know and i think streaming has given new life to creators and to long form stories and like give a chance to movies that that look fun but maybe you're a little off the beaten path that wouldn't quite land in theaters like this right you know? Yeah. yeah, no, and I agree. It's it's a much darker tone. I think it is probably true to the original comics. I think Tim Burton is probably the only person that could give us something like this. Agreed. Where it's going to be dark, but have a whimsical side to it, which is what the Adams Family comic, from my understanding, is supposed to be. Yeah, he was born for this. Yeah, and the and the actress seems the 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 actress who yeah. plays Wednesday looks spot on. You know, Catherine Zeta Jones and Luis Guzman. Oh, that's a little, that, oh my god it, that's a little like, weird but i've seen it, so many pictures of him and the comic gomez next to each other and it's like perfect perfect yeah I, like, yeah that's the thing we we've all expect if you well okay yeah if the nobody but me has actually watched the original tv show I um, the tv show i grew up in the 80s it was, it was on tv it was on reruns yeah yeah okay yeah so you you don't expect that but like you said from the original comic he is a perfect match. So. Well, the guy's name was Gomez, and they kept having. Well, that's not fair. Raul Julia is, is Latin, so yeah, right. That's okay. John a John Aston wasn't, but I mean, like this is you know Raul Julia is kind of debonair, and like you know Gomez Adams, I don't think was supposed to be. And this, you know, I like it. Catherine Zeta Jones looks perfect as Morticia. Like, yeah, I'm I'm on board. I'm in. This looks great. No, definitely. I can't wait to see it. I really can't. Yeah, this looks yeah. Fun. No, no, I I will definitely check it out when it comes out. You know. Hopefully get past the first episode. <laughs> oh my God. You know, just give things a chance. You got to let it breathe. Like a fine line a sometimes. I don't know, man. They got to, there's so much stuff that I think it's got to grab you right away. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm yeah. getting to the point where if it doesn't grab and hold on to me, like I move on because well, there's so I much agree. to watch. I agree with you hundred percent, Dave. I think that stuff has to kind of get you. Like there's so much other stuff to view. Like what? I don't, Hawkeye that's, didn't grab me. That's why I didn't come back to it. Like, I know, but you got to earn my trust. It's it's such a shame that we and and I know it's it's 
you know, kind of a, a effect of having so many different streamings. And, you know, and if you've got cable, you've got 300, 400 channels. But seriously, like the good stuff always required time to breathe. Like you're not going to watch a sitcom and ditch it after one episode because it takes a while for them to hit a stride. Like that's the actual term in the business. You hit a stride. These guys, you can't hit a stride in one episode. It's like, it's, it's kind of sad because we're going to miss a lot of good stuff because you didn't hit it the right. And in order to hit it in the right, they have to do stupid things like, you know, Oh, action scene three days before, you know, it's like, you, you just have to use all of these tropes that people are kind of tired of too. You know? I don't think they're kind of tired of those things. Game of Thrones, to grab my attention, gave me an incest scene and they threw a kid out a window. Well, that was Game of Thrones. But I mean, I that's, mean like, that's how you grab attention, right? Okay. Yeah, but again, that was Game of Thrones. This is, this is, but okay, that's but that's the trend. Like that's that's the horse everyone's chasing is Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Right. They set the tone for what Breaking Bad. Like these things set the tone for what TV can be. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And come um, on, strong. Give me your fastball right away. And I think, but, but some of the best stories don't have, don't, you know, their fastball comes after they build to it, you know? But why am I, I mean, like, if you don't get me, well, I mean, like, especially if a movie, I'll give that to you. With a movie, I'll give that to you. I can take a slow start in a movie, but with a TV show, that pilot has to grab me. Like, that's, that's always been TV. Like, or at least yeah. I got to feel the potential there. Like, yeah. I got to feel, I got to feel it. If I don't feel it, I'll move on to something else. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, like, I go back to She-Hulk, like, I feel the potential, like, I feel like they're going to give us a really good story arc for her based on the first episode, so, yeah. like, I want to keep watching it. I yeah. discovered something on the internet yesterday, and I will not get you guys to appreciate <laughs> the this internet. until, it was on Twitter, like, as, as much as Twitter can be banal, like, there could be some great stuff, too. So I, and this is what we're talking about, what TV's got to gotta grab you right away. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't work. And I'm going to show you guys something. You might, you're young, you're older than me, I should say. So you possibly could remember this. And Dave, I think you could put this into the show because nobody will sue us for this. I think people would rather forget it. So I'm going to stick this link in the chat and I want you guys to watch it. We'll watch okay. it. To, we'll watch it together because I think this needs to be done as a family. <laughs> Okay, but we're okay. we're coming up on the. Uh... Oh no! Please, this is great. <laughs> Three, two, one, hit play. Are you guys familiar with it? Hold on, it's taking. The... Oh my god! Oh my god! Have you seen this? <laughs> I remember this from a long time ago. I look. I want you to watch this and look at this cast. We're watching the trailer for you guys. We're watching the intro to Half Nelson. A Victoria Jackson. Jackson. Holy Victoria crap! Victoria Jackson. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. Fred Williams, Fred former Williams, NFL Fred football Williamson. player. He was also in From Dusk Till Dawn. I, I love that we're doing this while people are listening to us. Talk. Oh, no, we're going to edit it into the show. Okay. Like, and have it go underneath the music. Don't know who Gary Grubbs is, but. He's been in stuff. This is also the longest TV intro ever. Tony. Introducing Tony. <laughs> hey, there's more. After the dog. There's more people. It gets wilder. The dog got top billing. They keep watching. Over Dip Buckus? Yes, it, keep, it keeps going. Over Dip Buckus? And and nobody's ever really watched this, right? Bubba Smith from oh the Smith Academy movies. Yeah. Keep going. Wait, oh wait, wait till God. the last one. I don't remember the like I remember Joe Pesci had a show. <laughs> Dean, Dean, Martin. Dean Martin. Martin. Holy crap. That's what I'm saying. Okay. How bad must this show have been? So Joe, 
I mean, I remember Joe Pesci had a show. He's really young looking in this. So this had oh, to be 85. early 80s. 85. 85. Okay. Because I wow. had to know about this after I saw this. Super Sports of the 70s. Dean Martin looks super old, though. Dean well, Martin was. Yeah, he was super old. Dean Martin looked old in, when he was 30. Like, he <laughs> lived a hard life, the man did. Super Sports of the 70s is a phenomenal Twitter follow. They just post nothing but old stuff. You guys should follow them. They're great. This I saw this. I'm like, I have to know more. Nine episodes this got in the 1980s. And that's a lot for a show that failed, right? Yeah, yeah. nine is a lot for a show that failed. They that's gave it lot. so they gave it nine chances to find nine an audience. chances to find an audience. It was a spring replacement show. Look at that cast. This is Joe Pesci post Raging Bull. Yeah. So he's like he's a thing. He's not what he would be, but he's a like he'd already been an Oscar nominated actor. He didn't seal the deal yet, but I mean he was on the come up. And this is Victoria Jackson pre Saturday Night Live, and yeah. then you have like this. Like this this uh, this peripheral cast like i know that guy i know that guy <laughs> nfl legends up the wazoo i think that might be spuds mckenzie i'm not sure it does look like yeah i think you're right i'm yeah. fairly certain that spuds mckenzie yeah. like this thing is what a dean martin dean martin for and he's actually playing dean martin i found yeah out. what is the show about it's a private okay Tell me if you've heard this one before. It's about a <laughs> cop from from New York City that gets transported to Beverly Hills. I've never heard of that before. Well, imagine if I said Detroit instead of Beverly instead of New York City. How would it sound more familiar? Like I was being facetious. Yeah, okay, it, was yeah. like, it, it is like... a complete. Even that that <clears throat> intro is a complete ripoff of that famous montage from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. It is. It's a total like they just put a they put an Italian guy. I'll be you know I won't just say a white guy, but they put a white guy in there instead of Eddie Murphy. Oh my god! It's like the same thing. Insane! Oh my god! <sighs> this but, is why you this is why you don't have to give shows a lot. You could get the judgments we made about that show watching that never ending intro piece were a hundred percent correct. You're right. You're right, and that 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 is a good example for. Well, we were just talking about like it's got to grab you, yeah, but, and keep you coming back. But again, like a lot of the best shows you heard of took a while to 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 grab you. Yeah, I, I mean, I disagree. I mean, like you can go back. The, a lot of those shows took a while for people to find them, but they were always good. Cheers took a while for people to find. But if you watch the pilot for Cheers, you're like, okay, there's something here, and they don't have it yet. But you feel it like, you know, it's going to be good. Same with Seinfeld. They believed in and they let that breathe a little bit. Yeah. Like Seinfeld, it does take a while for it to get going. But that's like the exception to the in that show. Right. Like the Simpsons came out guns blazing. Right. And they would get they would get better. But I mean, like yeah. it worked right away. Yeah. And friends. But friends oh. also hits the ground running. But again, it gets better. But in that pilot, you can feel it like you can feel like, OK, this is going to work. Like nothing about that show. Everything should like if you wrote that on paper, right? I'm gonna half. I don't know why I call half Nelson. My brother's like, why wasn't he a wrestler? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like the title makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like probably because Beverly Hills Cop was already taken. Like, but if I were to write all those things down for you for a 1980s sitcom or 1980s cop show on the same network that gives me Hunter, true, and Hill Street Blues, like you'd be like, oh, this is gonna work. The character's name was Rocky Nelson. Okay, they made up that name because so they could go with the name Half Nelson. <laughs> Still doesn't make sense. Oh my god! 
should be like right. Rocky Gambino or something that we got Joe Pesci playing him. So, so where, where, where are we on the list? Who cares? Wednesday. <laughs> Who cares at this point? We're talking about failed shows from the eighties. I know, oh but I, I got work tomorrow. <laughs> we all have work tomorrow. We all have work. Oh, JD right. has we to, have, we all have has to um, shaping young minds, shaping the future of America. So I feel I feel safe with that actually with you shaving. That's All right, right fine. Moving on, the fans are now asking: Is Moon Knight out of the MCU? Why? So, eagle-eyed viewers who watch the TV oh, right. shows, yeah. you know, there's the little Marvel logo that goes by in the beginning, and it shows other characters from other shows in the thing. And for Miss Marvel, Moon Knight was in that little intro thing. He's now been removed for She-Hulk. And they took Rocket out too, but they're more worried about Moon Knight because he's way newer. So right, uh, he under, and he kind of I think it's kind of been settled that it underperformed. I yeah. don't know if that's accurate, but I think that's the narrative. So, I mean, I don't know. I think they'll use the character. Well, and the other thing they're pointing out is that they don't hire actors for multi-year contracts anymore. So it's a per-project basis for everything now with them. That would be a shame because I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. They they remake that thing all the time. I wouldn't read into that too much. Yeah. I mean they've they've got so much now to put on it, but you know, there is something to be said about they usually usually they're very detail oriented about this and replacing something so new. I mean, um, I know they said that Oscar Isaac said no one talked to him about a season two when they were done making the season one, even though it does set up a season two in my mind at the end of season one. So they should talk about it. I mean, Warner DC is pulling stuff off of HBO Max. Yeah, it's Sesame, true. Sesame Street has disappeared, and Ugh, people are people are stressing. It is a shame, and then people are stressing out Moon Knight being removed from the intro. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. Yeah, I kind of hope that it doesn't mean he's gone. That's all. Nah, he went gone. Oh, but but the tie-in to She-Hulk is the chopsticks with the Cheetos. That is something Oscar Isaac posted on social media before the show came out. Like that's wild. A long time ago, that he eats his Cheetos with chopsticks to, so he doesn't get cheesy finger hands. The spicy Cheetos too, usually, so you don't get the spicy stuff. Dude, on your kids hands. love that stuff. Mm. So, yeah, all that's right. Wild. That's wild. I mean, I had no idea that was a thing. I didn't either, and I thought that was a weird, weird little thing to add in the show. But you know, it was cute. Yes. And it was a Chikari spaceship, by the way. That right. So his son Scar. I thought he said, yeah, I thought he said Sakar. Sakar. Oh, yeah, Sakar. So like it could either be they want him, they want him back, or it's about his son. Or oh, something. Scar, son of Hulk. I didn't yeah, think Scar. About yeah. That. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. He was on that planet for a while, and he mentions it in the show. All right. Yeah, two years. So we shall see. Uh, no speculation. This isn't one division. All right. Nope. We're done with that. It's not Mephisto. I didn't say anything. One day. One day. And one day we will be right. And finally. You belong to me. You guys have heard of Mark <laughs> Silvestri before, right? Absolutely. He is returning to DC, even though he did one book in the 90s at DC, Batman Black and White, to do a black label book, Batman and Joker, Deadly Duo. This is a case that Mark Silvestri called and said, hey, can I do a Batman Joker book? And DC said, yeah, okay. Well, I can't confirm this because the only place I saw this was on Bleeding Cool, but apparently he signed a multi-year contract with them. Mark Silvestri? Really? Yeah. 
to do wow. this book. Yeah, like a five-year contract. Is that how long they're anticipating it takes for this to come out? <laughs> Ooh. The image guys are not known for punctuality. Well, they're old, too, now. They don't <laughs> have to be punctual. True. Not that any of them ever were. <laughs> I'm about to say, that's not that why image kind of, like, faltered a lot. Was Silvestri, because Silvestri was a Witchblade. I don't think, I think he was Witchblade. Uh, he was the, no, what was the team that they, one of the ripoff of the X-Men team that they had? There were, they had um, like three of them. X-Factor? or No, 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 no X-Factor was Marvel. He did Wildcats was Jim Lee's. Oh, I see. Lee, I'm losing my comic cred. Well, he's the Top Cow guy, so he's been doing his Top Cow. Well, yeah, Witchblade, I was right. He's Witchblade. Cyberforce. Cyberforce. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Darkness. Yeah. The darkness. What? How many issues of the darkness did we get? Good question. Look that up real quick. Because I don't think that lasted long, and that was touted as like going to be one of their big books. The darkness, fictional superhero. Uh, I don't know. Can't tell. That doesn't say how many years. Okay. I'm, I'm but yeah, it's just. Yeah, I probably aired in this. Ah, all right. But yeah. Uh, ninety six, uh, volume one, ninety six to two thousand one, volume two, two thousand two, two thousand five. Oh, okay. That's not, that's not terrible, actually. It's a decade. Volume 3, 2008, 2012, 2012, 2013. It's been a while since. I mean, yeah, I don't think they're monthly books, though, either. More reasonable than most image titles. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what is it? Dragon and uh, Savage Dragon and Spawn, I think, are the only two books that have continuously come out monthly since the company started. That's well, and the Savage Dragon said the same dude, it's Eric Larson, every issue. That's impressive. That's 30 years, right? That character dies with him, right? Like he's like right. it's but not I also even, think it's not even the character anymore. It's McFarlane was smart yeah. and brought in other people to work on Spawn yes. with him. Yes. Yes. So but it also got well, I don't know if that's smart because it also got in some legal Smart might not be the word for it. Because <laughs> that cost him a lot of money. True. So, true. yes. Intriguing of a decision. Because he brought there you in go. Like, Gaiman. And Gaiman's like, I own that. And he's like, you don't own that. I own that. We'll let the courts decide. Now Marvel owns that. <sighs> and Miracle Man. How that whole thing got tied into that, I have no idea. <laughs> That's a wild. That, that that I would love to hear an entire podcast breakdown on miracle man to marvel and marvel's owned it since 2009 and they're finally going to do something with what was the character that from spawn angela angela that's it yeah yeah marvel owns her i don't think i don't know if marvel's done anything with her for a while no i don't think they have like, they just own her now but that's it's a like, weird decision because i don't know if she I, i've said this at the time i don't know if angela works without spawn like people yeah. always freak out about oh this person could leave dc and i'm like yeah but what are they if they're you know like this doesn't necessarily work because again i don't think angela serves a purpose without spawn you know no weird weird i I always thought that was like i'm sorry sony wants to make all these movies with supporting characters that don't work without spider doesn't work they keep screwing it up Uh, you know like venom was kind of fun because it's venom you know i don't know if they're venom they're good venom can kind of work without spider-man but i mean like he's but again the big glaring thing of where is spider-man and all of this is still still hangs over those movies. Morbius, eh. like everything else they're trying to do, like this create this yeah, Craven, this Craven movie. It's gonna be ass. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe they're making it. I, I, I like I'm so sorry. It's just stupid. It is stupid. Just... But they've spent all that money on Spider-Man and they want to make some of it on their own and not to Cra- split it. Craven without super uh, without Spider-Man, though. I mean, like that's like making a Metallo movie. It's like oh it's God. like it's like making a Venom movie without Spider-Man. I mean it's like making a Joker worse. movie without Batman. <laughs> well, that turns out that could actually work. Kinda. Right, they won an Oscar. I mean, like I don't care if it won it an Oscar. Money. It's not it a made Joker money. Movie. It, I mean, like, I agree with you. 
but the culture has disagreed with us and said <laughs> that a it guy who put white makeup on his face it's not the joker it said the joker in the credits and they're making part two with lady gaga as harley quinn and it's like it's not for this clearly is not movies for us we have no. we have margot Robbie, so we're okay she's great as harley <laughs> quinn by the way yes so but back to sylvestri this goes back to we talked about black label before this goes back to like is this going to be the real future of comics it could be forget the continuing continuity just like a creator wants to do a 10 issue store story for batman not in continuity so i'm just going to create this boom move on and then someone else can do another story i think that might be the best route for dc yeah it's the only route they've got at this point they've burned well, every other bridge i mean like they don't they're, they're but they're so known for their universal resets that it's it's a joke yeah, right man. and the best stuff they do is kind of out of continuity so i mean like i think i think this is the way to be like i really like that swamp thing one i read a couple months ago yeah uh, the green hell or the green inferno like i really i really like the, that. the 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 swamp thing the, the latest uh, series that they did was really good and then they they killed it before they released it yeah they did do it. i mean like <laughs> that's that's the fact of like you know maybe the series may, i mean like i know comics is a periodical business but maybe the idea of the continuing series is kind of an outdated model you know? i think so i think nothing lasts forever right Even cold november rain hmm. <laughs> okay oh my god guns and roses references love it like there there's no tv show that that has gone on forever i mean in the shows that have gone on for a long time lose audience they do doctor who is the doctor who did disappear for 20 years yeah right it, it was gone and then it came back it was revived like it was gone for a long time so it's like things don't last forever so and the, the idea that like these dc comics have been around since the 30s super what, super the action comics is 38, 38? I believe. yeah so i mean knocking on the door of 100 years they're, exactly they're they're 16 years away like it doesn't it doesn't bother me because again what dc does really well i mean trades are where things get sold right trades and and now in digital people buy bundles right so it's like i think this might be the way to go yeah i really do would it work for marvel no i don't think it would and this is why marvel is built on its continuity even it's even its cinematic universe is built on this mcu this idea of this continuing story where dc kind of shoehorned it into theirs and it's never quite worked hmm. you know but i think that it could right they tried remember the remember and then that got it so then after yeah. a while that had its own continuity yeah. for a decade and then that got stupid i mean like and then they brought that in to the main yeah, then they, they, they merged everything because it got hmm. too confusing like it's like, continuity has its has a drawback i think we're starting to see it with the tvs with the the mcu right we are no we are seeing that it because in real life actors age out of these roles or they don't want to do them anymore like I've spent 10 years playing this character. I want to go do other things. And I'm, I'm less interested in these other characters than I was, than I'm as in a Captain America. I'm be honest with you, you know, and that's, and the thing is too, right? Like I can't blame Robert Downey Jr. He got a full character arc, a long involved yeah. character arc for Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Like it's got to end like, cause again, for it's like, then you've got to keep resetting him back and it doesn't work, you know, like, he was lucky in the fact that like the character doesn't reset back he does move on and finds new th new things that make him go crazy and do weird stuff but this is where we, we tease dc a lot but this is where dc has shined 
is that we've gotten so many interpretations of Batman, cinematically speaking. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. To the point where, I mean, we've got our favorites, right? Oh, I didn't like this Batman. I like this Batman. No, well, this one was more my Batman. You know, like I don't think that's a right. bad thing. You yeah, know? I mean, I there mean are like, people who still say Adam West is their Batman. There are people that say that they're crazy, but they say that. <laughs> like, I mean, in a lovable way, but always not... Yeah, I've come, I've come around on that one. Um, mm-hmm. but it gets. I think that that might be the way to go because then you go, hey, I got this really good story. Well, what do I have to read? Because that's like a big barrier of entry. To getting people into comics, hey, you have to know this, 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 and this. And this it's is becoming a barrier question. entry to the movies. It is becoming a barrier of entry to the movies. Does the show make the She Hulk make any sense if you've not seen the Avengers movies and, and no, the Hulk? No, but that's what they want. This is what they're trying to do. It's never been done before cinematically. So this is Marvel's grand experiment to put their business model into a different medium. And it's been successful. Mm-hmm. But how long can it go? I don't know. DC errors trying to mirror it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they should just do what DC is always meant to be. Right. It was never meant to be. They didn't really, there wasn't continuity in DC until the early 80s. Well, I, it also bugs me that they said they were going to just do standalone. I think two years ago we talked about that. They fired everybody. Yeah. I know. It's a but it didn't, it's a different company. But they, they didn't make a full commitment. They didn't just cancel all the, the yeah, Snyderverse stuff right then and right. there. You're right. And start a start a new like and, and now the crew that they hired after firing everybody is having all their work canceled. But that's but that's the thing is like <laughs> you got the new the new boss very rarely you've been you guys have been part of corporate murders and stuff like that. The oh, new yeah. boss is very rarely interested in what the old boss wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this happens, and this is their mm. problem is that we've had so much tumultuousness mm. in Warner and Warner Discovery now that you know it's never gonna find its footing, really. Usually, usually it's a bad thing when the old, the new boss comes in and, fi- and destroys everything that's been working for a while. But in this case, you can't go not. any lower. So <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I think that uh, can it get worse? Maybe. Oh, it will. <laughs> Possible. Possibly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've beaten that horse enough for this week. Ground it up, turned it into glue, made made high school cheeseburgers with it because that's what's in the burgers. <laughs> oh my god. Horse meat. Yum. I'm kidding. <laughs> so District 428. I would never say anything bad about the school lunches. So before we wrap it up, do you guys have either a recommendation or did you learn something on the podcast this week? And we'll start with JD. Super pets. <laughs> that's your recommendation. Yeah, go see Super Pets. It was a lot of fun. My kid, my kid liked it. We both cried during the origin of Ace the Bat Hound. Like Ooh. it's great. It's great. You're making me want to see this. I think it's I good. No, I really John, I think you'll like it actually. I really do. Like yeah. it's got a lot more heart than I expect. I heard uh. oh, it has Kevin Hart in it. Uh. Well, boom. They also have Damn Chip it. the Green Lantern, the, the Green Lantern squirrel. <laughs> and and hold on. Oh cool. Did yeah. not there's a deep cut. Yes. Did you know Super do you know the the rock <laughs> released the after credit scene on his social media? Like there's uh, an after credit scene? After the movie was released, oh, yeah, man, no, I didn't. The kid wanted to go, so I didn't get to see the after credit scene. Now I got to look that up. <laughs> unless, I mean, unless it's just the end of the movie. What is it? The the la 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 Black Adams. Oh no, I didn't see that. Okay, la la la. <laughs> yeah, I got. I'm gonna look that up after the. Show. Okay, uh, and and I think he released it because it was him playing against himself. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So, all right. John, how about you? Any go, recommendations or anything you learned? 
go to Hulu and see Prey. It's mm. well, well worth worth it completely. You're telling, us, you're telling us to eat, pray, meme? Eat, pray, die, basically. Eat, pray, die, that's better. <laughs> Damn it. Eat, so, pray, die. Run, pray, die. There you go. Run, pray, um, die. So anyway, yeah. Missed, that... missed marketing campaign, really, when you think about it. True. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, that, that's it. I, you know, learn things. Me? I don't think so. I'm a little too old for that, damn it. You know what I learned, John? What? You belong to LA. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you belong to me. All righty. <laughs> All right. That's my cue. <laughs> Well, I recommend that you go to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page. They're not currently there. I don't know what happened. The layout changed. I got to fix it. Comic book reviews from our good friend D-Square. Occasional rants and news posted by me. And learn that if people on the internet who aren't writers say things that upset JD, he turns into the Hulk. If they could say not, it's not just non-writers. It's just people that talk about bad writing who don't know good writing from bad. Writing. I don't like a story. Doesn't make it bad. Yes, you cannot like it. Doesn't make it bad. I don't like Titanic. I think it's an awful movie. Doesn't make. I it have bad. never seen it. Can't stand it. Hate it. It but was it's not bad. Like I mean, it's not like it's terrible. Avatar. I don't like it. It's not like that. Doesn't make it bad writing. It just means it's Pocahontas it more in space. You. It is in fact Pocahontas in space. Mm. with with bits of alien yes i actually will recommend i enjoyed it is the elvis movie i thought it was really really well to see tom hanks play a villain more or less is he, he you know every time i think he can't like go to the next level acting wise like great. yeah like he's so transformed in this movie it, it's 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 perfect you know has he been like, a villain before i don't know I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I can't think of like anything that stands out in my head of him being and now of course he's not a a villain villain, but he's mustache twirling villain. Yeah, uh... but he's definitely the villain of this film. So interesting. Yeah. Like yeah, and and you maybe you'll learn something you never knew about Elvis Presley. Had life. He does yet, you know, doesn't matter how much fame and fortune you have, you can still be a lonely person. So this is true. Hmm. Yeah. And on that happy note. Nice. (laughs) As always, thanks for listening, and don't let your cave be caught in the door. Have a good week.